0: Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio
1: experience. Hello guys, and welcome to our show. Today we discuss about happiness, about living your happy life. I'm so excited to learn more about that because I know it's very important and I changed many bad habits to acquire good ones. And I remember time when I tried to earn money with some projects that uh, were my passion. So I just lost my time, resources and got it it's better to be happy than chasing some money and wealth i'm so excited to discuss this talk with clay smelzer clay before we start just tell more about yourself experience background and why you decided to share with us about living your life in purpose on and fire
0: awesome man and and, uh, my background is in education so i've been an educator uh, in the united states for uh, 20 years Uh, i've been also a baseball coach as well so i'm an athlete uh, I'm a coach. Uh, and then, uh, I also do men's purpose work. Uh, and what we do is we help men be on purpose and on fire every single day. And the reason why I got in that in the background is just because I wasn't that person. So when we talk about happiness and we talk about being on purpose, I wasn't on purpose. I wasn't on fire. Um, I was just kind of going through my day, you know, I'd wake up and do my thing as a man. I do my thing as a, teacher, I do my thing as a husband, you know, I do my thing as a father, and then the day was over, and then I'm like, all right, cool, chalk up another day, and then let's do the same thing next day, and uh, there wasn't that passion, there wasn't that fire, there wasn't that like zest for life, it was just, I was just doing, you know, and and that's kind of where I believe uh, we got to a point Whereas like something had to be different. So then I started taking steps and really looking at me internal and kind of saying, Hey, you know, why do I do what I do? You know, why does, why do I put my feet on the ground and why do I go after it each day? You know, what, what is it? What is it? And I didn't know that. So I went and did the work to reveal that. And then uh, all I do is I live on three things every day. I own myself. I love my story and I live with purpose every single day and, and I help other people do that. So that's, I've narrowed it down to three things. That's it. That's all I do every day. So, nice,
1: nice. Uh, By the way, you know, uh, I remember that I had the same issue Um, uh, many years ago. I decided to start a business. Uh, The main goal to earn money, uh, but I didn't know anything about this business. I hated Monday. I loved Friday. Uh, I felt miserable. You know, I, uh, I, I, I don't want to tell how much resources i wasted for three years a lot but you know uh each day was uh painful i didn't yeah. like my life uh, because i need to do something to achieve some high result and i got it uh, process is more important than any results because you know you can build this high expectations that you can uh, earn a lot to get this wealth but if you uh, dislike the process even after achieving such results okay I have this wealth but uh, I'm not sure it's a good idea to go yeah. ahead it's like uh, it's just small win. you can uh, be excited for some time and then uh, what's next? <laughs> but yep. you enjoy the process you can go ahead can you oh, tell yeah. Where to start? For example, uh, 70% of people hate their jobs, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to some data. A lot, you know, 70%. Can you tell what they can do today? How to uh, rethink their lives as you did, as I did, you know, before? And to find much better way, you know, to go ahead.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and a lot of people think, well, because I don't like this, I have to change it. And I'd say don't start there. Start with yourself first because... I uh six years ago, I was a burnout teacher. Uh, I was like just driving there, I was dreading driving to work. It took me 45 minutes. So the closer I got, the more dreaded I got. Um, but I didn't have a reason why I was there. You know, it started out as we go into our careers, especially as a teacher. I'm like, Yeah, we're gonna change the world. And so many things happen now. You're just like, Okay, like you're you're kind of shoved into a box to say, Hey, you have to do that this way. So uh, in education, you you kind of get burnt out pretty quickly and realize like oh man this is a lot different than what I thought it was going to be. Um, so, thirteen years into teaching, you know for me it was like why was I doing it anymore? You know it was me. It's just kind of I just showed up. It's what I did. You know I have a degree. I have two degrees. I this is just what I do. Um, and what I would say to people right away is why do you do what you do? When you reveal so don't don't just change the 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 job. But find out why did you actually get into it? Why do you really do what you do? Now, some people just be like, well, just because I fell into it. Okay, cool. Maybe you want to look at it real quick. But what I would say is, is suggest is really find out why do you make the decisions that you make? And the reason why I say that is finding out why that is your purpose behind it. Because I don't believe purpose is what you do. Purpose is who you are. And when you know exactly who you are, I showed up differently when I knew who Clay Smeltzer really was to school, to educate students, like my students. Like I showed up as a different person, you know, before I didn't know why I was showing up. I was just doing, I was just going. And once I knew exactly why now there's my room, my, my classroom operated different. Now, what am I there to do? I'm help not only there to own myself, love my story, live with purpose, but I'm also there to help other people do that too. Like these kids, you know, I teach uh, 12 and 13 year olds to help them Really get a foundation of hey, who am I? Why do I make decisions? Who do I do that? To love their story, to say hey, you know this is what I'm here to do, and I'm building that story and that journey right now. And then also letting them live with purpose is saying hey, here's what I'm here to do, and go after those things. Showing up in a classroom that way versus showing up going hey, I'm just going to teach them some math because I, I teach math, and you know every 12 year old loves doing math. You know <laughs> not really, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> and it's like. So once I knew why I did what I did in my purpose, then that ele- that everything in my life, including my job, which at that point in time I didn't really like. But now I now I had this rebirth, this re, this fire that lit in me that was a lot different than just showing up for work. So I to, don't switch just right away. Do some internal work first, and that's the first step: is do the inside work to really reveal. Hey, why do I make decisions the way I make them? And we always talk. I always talk about like when you wake up in the morning, when your feet hit the ground, that's like your line. And if you if you put your feet on the ground that day, most of the time we're just put our feet on the ground to start running. But if you put your feet on the ground and really take time to envision and and visualize this line on your floor at your feet. If you put your feet on that ground, you're saying, I'm willing to step across this line and give it every single thing I got. But if you don't know what you're willing to give and what that line is, how are you going to give it? You don't know. And that's what I didn't know. I just put my feet and ran, whereas now it's different. I don't get out of bed and put my feet on that ground unless I know I'm ready. I wake up, I practice gratitude. I'm like, ah, I got another day to do this thing. okay. And then when my feet hit the ground – That's me saying to myself and to the rest of the world, to my family, to the ones I love the most, is saying, hey, I'm willing to give every single thing I got today because I stepped across that line. And then when I lay my head back down and I take my feet off of that line at the end of the night, then I can lay my head down and be like, you know what? If today was the last day, I gave it all I got. Like, I know I left it all in the field today. And I think that's important because I didn't used to do that, and now I do. And it's a whole different game when you actually go do something with purpose rather than just go to do it because, well, that's
1: what I always did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it, love it. Uh, okay, let's talk about uh, waking up in the morning. I know mm-hmm. it's hard to change habits. Uh, yeah. You uh, shared how you usually do it you know, uh, before uh, starting your day. And uh, I know that most people usually uh, take their phones, you know, including Elon Musk. Uh, once I read his tweet, that he decided to change this habit to take uh, four first first, mm-hmm. uh, because uh, what you need to do to reply to a lot of emails, SMS, many other stuff, and uh, many of them uh, are terrible. Or uh, it's not about terrible; it's more about that you need to do your duties uh, and uh, you can get some bad news. It's not a good idea to start your day. Can you tell how to change these habits? Uh, For example, if uh, I know, for example, many people know about um, it's dangerous to uh, smoke it's not good to drink but they do it no they they still do it even knowing its problem uh people with obesity can eat junk food they know it's uh, unhealthy but they still do it so i think it's better to start from changing this mindset and habits as you mentioned can you tell how to do it you know how to change my bad habits to good ones
0: yep i would actually say the easiest way to change things is your physical environment That is the number Mm -hmm. one thing that you can change. If you can place things in your physical environment to help you, like my bed is right up against the wall. So I only have a certain space that I can get out of my bed. It's probably like a foot, you know, or like this big, you know, that's it. But that's the space I got. Another thing that I do as well is I'll take my journal and actually have it right here with me. My This journal kind of goes everywhere with me. It's like my baby. And what I do is I sit it on my nightstand right next to me. And that's where I'll actually have things physically placed so that in the morning it's a, it's literally right in front of my face. So I know in the morning I got to do this first, you know, and there's different times of my life where if I'm working on a limiting belief and I do want to change one of those habits that I know is not getting me to where I want to go and the results that I want, then what I'll do is I'll do a 45-day journaling cycle. And for 45 days I will commit myself to 45 days of writing the same thing for 45 days. And they say habits get placed in 27 to 32 days, somewhere in there. Listen, you got to go through the pain of not wanting to do it anymore. That's why I do it for 45 days. Because for me, I get to day 35 and I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. This is not like, I get it. I got it. It's memorized. But pushing past, what it does to your subconscious is it actually switches that – That's the time period where it actually gets ingrained into your subconscious, where it allows you to actually just repeat it on auto. Because what we want to do is take these beliefs that we have, and we want to change them to beliefs that we want that move us in the direction that we want to go. So for me, again, waking up every morning, looking at, hey, I'm waking up, I'm running 5,000 miles per hour. I don't want to do that. So what I did is I did a journaling cycle for 45 days. On saying, my day starts. So that line, my line starts here. And this is what my line is about. And that's what it's about. Ownership. My line starts with ownership. It starts with loving my story. And it starts with living with purpose. And for 45 days, that journal, I woke up. I wrote that in my journal every day while my feet were on the floor. And then my day goes off. Why? Because this thing right here, journaling is such a powerful thing that creates intention for your day. So your morning is very important. If you wake up and go, you're not creating intention for your day. You're just going. So how are you showing up? So my, I would suggest everybody have a morning routine. Um, Journaling is one of the most powerful things that gets the subconscious going. I recommend do it for 45 days. Um, But I also meditate. I'm a big visualization person. So my meditation isn't calming my mind just cuz my brain's all like I I can calm it for like 10 seconds that's about it. <laughs> that's all mm-hmm. I got. So some people meditate a couple guys in our brotherhood they they will like meditate for like an hour. I'm like dude, I can't. I can't even get like 10 <sighs> seconds, man. I'm like So what I do is visualization. And I'll visualize literally my whole day. Just like when I play sports. You know, I visualized every play. I visualized this. I visualized that pitch. I visualized the ball coming in here. I visualized my swing. So I utilize that in a way to visualize my day so that I go out, go throughout my day. It has intention. I already know in here what it looks like. Journaling is a great practice to do that. And again, I don't know what you think about journaling, but I know a lot like me, I was like journaling. I That's my sissy. journal. And then I'm like, oh. I'm like, okay. So once I got over that stubbornness, I realized that journaling is extremely effective. And that 45 day mark of journaling, the same thing is where we can get that subconscious to do it automatically instead of having to go back. Cause what we want to control is our drift. And what I mean by our drift is when we drift back into old habits, or to new habits that we know aren't going to lead us to where we want to go. So we want to control that drift, whereas we don't want to be off in the ditch and running up the side of the hill and stuff like that. We want to stay in our lane. We know what road we're on, and that allows us to be able to do it. So that's what I suggest, something that's very quick, very easy. Put this journal right next to you, 45 days, have at it, and, and, and again, break that cycle that you know is not working.
1: you yeah i love your insights yeah i need to think about that Uh, i i use a different approach because i usually uh schedule on my google calendar uh i have notes uh, on google spreadsheet uh yeah i use these tools but yeah i need to think about that uh let's talk about uh the wrong decisions you know you mentioned that you had bad experience i had this experience and 70 percent of people have right now so uh, can you tell how to choose the right way before making this uh, wrong decisions uh, many people do it and uh, i remember my uh, best uh, you no know, i think uh, i made mistakes because of chasing wrong metrics that don't mm-hmm. make me happy uh, and i think uh, many people have the same attitude once i uh, I spoke with my friend uh who told me uh he he hates his job he hates but he can't change the job because of bills he mm-hmm. needs to pay bills he needs to feed his family he needs to do many other things sorry, my dog. No. <laughs> yes and uh uh it's hard for him to yep. find something else uh, that uh, he knows what he he wanna do but uh he can't change right now because of this bill. So uh because of the wrong decisions that he made before. So can you tell how to fight the right uh way before making these wrong decisions
0: yeah Uh, i mean that's a difficult one because we never know in any decision whether it's going to be the right or wrong one we just know we're going to make a decision and learn from it you know whatever it is whether it's good we can learn from those good things Uh, and i don't think we do that enough is that we look at the good things that we choose and why we choose those different things that way we can come back and we can really say hey here's what's working for us uh, but i also think the oh look at that that's cute um uh, that we also look at the the bad decisions you know that we make so i don't think we can ever say hey here's exactly what it's going to be like but i think what we do need to do better uh is look at where we actually want to go you know so when you look at i think one of the biggest things that we as men, we really got to get a control of our bodies. and when we look at our bodies is how do we stay healthy because we want to live longer, that gives us more energy. It feels like we got more time. we can do those things. So when we look at this, you know we know what to do and what not to do. so what's the decision that we make? We need to make decisions that go towards where I want to be. Now that doesn't mean like ripped and jacked or anything like that, but what it means is how do I want to be healthy and what does that actually look like for me? You know, what's that look like for you? Every listener, what does that look like for you? Um, So for your friend too, like ultimately, what would he really like to do? And the decisions that he makes, we want to make sure as much as possible as we can predict that they're actually moving us towards that direction. You know, just like for me, like uh, I'm phasing and moving out of education and into helping educate in the business world, things like that. So I'm moving out onto my own. But I need to make decisions that are going to move me towards that, which I have for the past couple of years. It's taken a while, but again, you have to have some of those things in place. So would it all work out in the end? And I know I made the right decision or not. I don't know just yet, but what it is doing is those little wins that I get, I can I can put those in the win column of saying, hey, this decision got me a, a 1% closer. This decision got me 1% closer. Hey, this decision – it didn't move me 1% closer. So let's not do that anymore. Or this decision did. So I think the biggest thing is lots of times we got to know where we want to go, make decisions to get there. But we also need to understand that not making a decision is also making a decision because you've made it, you chose not to make the decision. Um, So I think that's one of the things as well is we got to be aware of those, that different thing and understand that we're always going to adjust. We teach, I, I teach the ARA sequence, assess, reflect, and adjust. So any decision that we make, whether it's a conversation with your spouse or with your kids or with a client or whatever it may be, anytime that we have a conversation or do, like I will use the ARA sequence to say, hey, what went well, what went right, what went well, what went wrong. Why did it go well? Why did it go wrong? And what adjustments can I make so that I can get better. And the more that we practice the ARA sequence, the more that we can do it very quickly in any situation or take bigger things and, and do that as well. So,
1: Yeah, awesome. Valuable. Uh, let's talk about um, building high expectations. Yeah. I see when companies, people create these expectations. Uh, by the way, I usually do it as well. For example, if I start a new project, I could feel, oh, I can <laughs> uh, get a lot fast you know yeah it's not hard to compete with many others but as a result you know it takes time to learn to think how you can create something better than your competitors how you can uh, achieve high results uh, that's why i usually uh, love the process because mm-hmm. if i do something i need to enjoy the process yeah. if i don't enjoy the process i can burn out fast uh give up in some time and for me giving up is not uh, uh, uh bad option you know for example uh if you uh suffer from the process that means probably you made a uh, wrong choice you know so yep. why not you can give up and find something else uh but if you enjoy the process uh for example i enjoy the process playing basketball i'm not yep. waiting when someone will pay money for my process, for my hobby, because uh, I enjoy it, you know. So I can play basketball every single day if I have time. Of course, I have no this time. But uh, So can you tell how to build the right expectations? Because it takes time, patience, and many great entrepreneurs, businessmen, uh, even PewDiePie, I remember, he posted like 100 videos to get only mm-hmm. 885 subscribers. Mr. Beast posted videos for an year and a mm-hmm. half. To get only a thousand subscribers. So these guys didn't give up because uh they like the process. Can you tell more about building the right expectations? Yep. Uh and about process, yeah.
0: Absolutely. I think the first we need to understand with our expectations many times, and I this is probably for me one of the things I've struggled with the most. Um, is the expectation when I start something, my expectation is here, like. It's out of the screen, you know, and that's where it's like, you know, I got to bring myself down to the reality of where I'm actually at. Um, so I think that's one of the biggest things is you got to say, hey, the expectation that we have of ourself versus the reality at which we can actually perform. I think many times our expectations, especially as guys, you know, we're like, ah, yeah, I could do all this, but it's actually out of our reality. It's not in the reality of which we live. Um, So we have to make sure that that. Now, do we want to push ourselves up to a new level? Absolutely. But we got to look at how many levels are we going to push ourselves to. When we look at it, we have a a, a zone of comfort. Then we have outside of that, the next ring is a zone of uncomfortable. And the next ring is the zone of anxiety or panic. What we do lots of times is the expectations we put on ourselves, it shoots us from comfortable into the panic zone and then that's where we're like ah we don't perform as well but if we if we move up into the uncomfortable zone and then we move that we move that circle we expand that circle then we can move to that next level and we can expand that circle so it's the small increments of expectation and re- basically instead of expectation requirement of ourselves that builds daily habits that's how we actually level up in a in a good way, instead of shoot for something that's not in our actual reality of where we can perform at this time. So I'm like, for me, I'm an athlete. And I expect myself in any sport just to pick it up and be able to do it just like this awesomely. That's in my own brain. Is that the reality of the situation? The answer is no. So <laughs> there's some things I've played, I'm like, I can't do this, like, put me in water. And it's like, I, okay, like, that's I'm like, uh, fish out of water, you know, it, it just isn't a good thing. Okay. So, but my expectation of myself is way past the reality of a, which I can actually perform in a pool. So would I be on a swimming team? No way. Like they're like, dude, like, no, you're not, you're not, you didn't make the team at all. Uh, do I think I should be on the team? Yeah. My reality is like I could swim faster than everybody else, but the reality is it's not. Uh, so we have to look at where our reality is and then build incremental levels keep expanding that zone of comfortableness and into our uncomfortable and that way it continues to keep expanding again back to one percent increases all the time one percent increases and that way we're actually building requirements for ourselves instead of expectations i love to just get rid of expectations and say hey here's a requirement for myself you know just like when you do the habit building for the the journaling that's a requirement of myself for 45 days. So I don't break that requirement for myself. Uh, it's a commitments that we make to ourselves are very important. And lots of times we'll break the commitment to ourselves too much. And every time we break a commitment, we're telling ourselves, I can't trust you. And I'm like, okay, let's make this requirement. Let's make this commitment and let's expand that zone of comfort.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, volleyball, volleyball. Okay, let's talk about... Uh- another aspect like uh listening to others i remember when uh, once i got this quote from napoleon and he said uh, the biggest problem of many people uh, is, uh, is that they're listening to their friends including relatives family members and uh, I remember when my mom told me i need to be a musician i hate it i hate <laughs> it so much i, I love my mom uh, mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, I love her, I love my parents, they made a lot for me, but I didn't like uh, a- anything about yeah. Uh I, I liked uh, playing soccer, and right now I'm listening to my son uh, carefully, because he told me I want to be a soccer star, okay, nice. let's play more, just do it, spend your time uh, yep. more, uh, to hit this ball, it's not about reading a lot of books how to play soccer, it's more about practice, you know, practice every single day, you know, uh, and he loves this experience He's going like ahead and he uh, you know, it's like uh, he gets happiness, you know, by yeah. playing soccer. Uh, can you tell how to find your internal voice and uh, avoid listening? Even, uh, uh, let me tell, like family members, uh, for example, you respect someone so much, yeah. but uh, they don't know what you like. Yeah. they don't understand what you want to get if my son wanna play uh, in piano i tell him okay just do it no it's your choice uh it's more important to be happy with that uh so c- can you tell how to listen to your heart and not uh, someone else including yeah. some respectful people mm-hmm. and that's that's a hard thing because lots of times you know our family tells us things and i've
0: been through this uh as well growing up chasing chasing you know the major leagues here playing baseball and people say nah you can't do that your family's gone why are you doing that? For you You think you can actually do that and I'm like yeah I'm like let me show you what's going on you know so it's like you know for me I've always considered myself the underdog so um this is great because I think you know when, when we look at it people are going to always place their opinion of what they would do onto you and you can either listen to that or you can say that's not me And lots of times in my life, I did a lot of things based upon what other people would do, just because they were family or friends and stuff like that. I'm like, okay. Where in my heart, I was like, I know I need to, this is pulling me somewhere else. And that's where I knew, like, I just wasn't confident enough to choose that path you know, to choose what I knew was going to be right for me. Um, There are other times in my life where I was like, nah, man, like this is what we're doing. You know, this is how we're rolling. You know, just like starting the brotherhood and be like, you no like you're going to coach men around. That's what you're going to do. You're like, you're going to coach men. Like, yeah. So like my colleagues and stuff like that too, at, at teaching, they're like, no, wait, you're going to quit teaching. You have two degrees. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm
1: like, because,
0: and they're like, that's all you're going to do? And I'm like, yes. I'm like, so you know, I can listen to that and be like, well, I put all this time and this energy into getting these degrees and doing this. But I'm utilizing more of what I learned in those spaces in coaching men and being able to expand and be able to be creative because a classroom and an in, in educational system in the U.S., it pigeonholes me into this space and saying, hey, well, you have to be this, and I don't like it. I just don't work that way and that's why I'm like, hey outside of this realm, man I have the freedom to do whatever be as creative as I want, which I love, which hits my purpose, which allows me to go out. So I, I think one of the things when you reveal your purpose, you know exactly how you show up and when you when you put your feet on that ground and you step across that line and you know what that line is, there's a lot less of worrying about what everybody else has to say. Because you're like, that doesn't mess with the my three things, you know. And that's where my life has become way simpler because I used to try to be everything for everybody else. And that left me nothing for myself. I wasn't clay smelt. I was just, I was this for my wife. I was this for my my son. I was this for my daughter. I was this for my other daughter. I was this for kids at school. And I'm like, okay, who do I gotta be right now? Which person? And I'm like, I just (laughs) i got rid of all of it i burnt i I basically like a phoenix i burn it all down and from those ashes i became the actual clay smelter that has always wanted to show up as a man that owns himself a man that loves his story and a man that lives with purpose i do that as a man a husband a father a coach a teacher at the grocery store no matter where i go i'm just this is this is who i am i don't have to worry about being somebody else i just get to be me and that's an amazing freeing experience that i want all people to feel you know and i, I think that's important so and mm-hmm. then none of the yeah. none of those pe- those people say something like, all right cool this doesn't match up with my three things so i'm like all right <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah so
1: yeah clay i have the question about uh how to learn today about uh, something like this about your uh, your experience about finding the right way because you know uh, I see when people can learn something uh, to read articles books uh, to watch videos and forget for a few days about getting knowledge I remember my brother uh, he uh, gave me an awesome book uh, financial mm-hmm. freedom. Uh, I read this book, it's an awesome book, but uh, I forgot for a few days about all insights, bullet points on this book. And then uh, I got bad experience uh, uh, handling my money. Uh, he, he had the same issue by reading this book. Then I reread one more time and got it. No way, I need to consider some uh, valuable insights from this book. And I see, you know, uh, people learn something and uh, do nothing, you know, uh, they don't practice, don't try to implement. Can you share your tips, uh, how to learn something and uh, to implement, to uh, understand uh, what actually works for you to test it, uh, adapt to your preferences, anything about that, uh, about practical tips uh, by learning something?
0: Yeah. I I think one of the things is to learn something. I, I love the book, Atomic Habits. Uh, if you've ever mm-hmm. read that one type. Yeah. Type, yeah. Jane I, I is clear. It. Amazing. 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 Yeah. And I, I utilize a wow. lot of those things. Um, and, wow. and really what it is, is when we want to learn something, we have to, hey, what is the skill that we want? Then your subconscious and your conscious, as much as you repeat it, just like when I, I swing at a bat or throwing down, I was a catcher. So throwing down the second, like I threw down there, I don't know, thousands, 10,000. I don't know, a million times. How many times have I swung a bat in my life? I don't know. But the same swing that I had when I played college ball 22 years ago is the same swing I still have now. Why? Because I trained my muscles. I trained my memory, my memory and my my muscle memory to match. And that's what we got to do with our lives. So that repeating process. So we got to take this skill. What is it that we want to learn? I got to repeat it enough times for it to be automatic. And if it's a skill that just like, you know, thinking like, hey, I'm walking across this line. I own, I own myself. I love my story. I live with purpose when I cross. I've trained myself to mentally feel that and physically feel that when my feet hit the ground. But how did I do that? I repeated that process and that feeling over and over and over again. And this is probably now, what, two years now? Two years I've done that. So I've done it for two years every single day for, for the last two years, like I know that feeling, I can picture that line at my feet right now and me stepping out of bed in the morning. And I feel that excitement. So when you wake up and you're like, dude, I'm tired, you know, and you only get like four hours of sleep because you're working on some stuff or it's that push to go, Hey, we're, how do I gain the next level? Well, if I didn't leave it all in the field and it's nine o'clock at night, I'm like, dude, I got to leave it all in the field. If I can do, I can help. I can, let's go, you know, and that gives you that energy that we that we need to really take our lives because i believe everybody in this world wants to leave a mark with their life they want to get at the end of their days no matter when that is they want to look back and be like you know what i did something with my life i think every person wants that i left a mark in this world and how do we do that well you got to know what that looks like for me i know what that looks like i know it's ownership I know it's love and I know it's living those three things right there. And I just focus on those every single day. So what's the skill? Repeat that skill enough to where it becomes automatic and then build on, build on top of that skill. So I think that's, that's one of the important things. And again, I just ran through kind of how I built, built that in my mindset and in my physicalness is, I mean, when you know your purpose and know why you do what you do, it bleeds into everything in your life so it's like a rising tide raises all ships when you know why it just disseminates out to everything
1: yeah nice nice I have the final question about uh, energy Uh, you mentioned uh, that you know uh, I often see when people uh, work 8 hours get tired a lot because you mentioned about tiredness uh, and uh, everything what they can do just go home Uh, And watch TV six hours. Six hours they can watch TV. So they have energy to watch six hours of TV. (laughs) But they have no energy to do anything else. Uh, uh, Once I read the book from Dale Carnegie. And he wrote Mm -hmm. uh, the same attitude. For example, if you are tired after your job, then get back home. And uh, some of your friends call you. Let's go to the disco. And you can spend the entire night on the disco after without any energy without any power yep. but you can because you love the process to uh, spend time on disco to dance yeah um, and it's the same with watching tv you know people can watch tv so they have energy to watch tv can you tell how to get energy to work more uh, for example uh, many great entrepreneurs share you need to work hard you need to work more than eight hours a day if you want to achieve something if you want to but uh How to get this energy if you lose after eight hours of work and what to change at that point?
0: Yeah, I I think there's two factors. One is your physical factor and the second is your mental factor. So your physical factor, what are you actually putting in your body that's actually fueling it? Because lots of times we ain't putting stuff in our body that fuels it. You know, We got cookies and we got all this other stuff and potato chips. Well, you're low on energy because your body's low on energy. So how do we put things into our body that'll actually do? And I think also with the physical, like how do you ex? Do you exercise? Do you exercise at all? Um, a lot of people. Well, if I'm already tired and I exercise, won't I be more tired? The answer is no, because your body actually utilizes itself properly. We are humans. We are animals. We are meant to move. And if we don't move, we then decay. If you're not moving you're decaying and we don't want to do that. So keeping, I think physically it's what are we putting in ourselves and how are we moving to keep that energy levels up all day? The bigger one I think is our, our mindset. And when we have the right mindset, we have the energy, just like, you know, with my per as when I revealed my purpose, man, I like prior to revealing my purpose, let me go there first. I was what you said. I worked eight hours. I had 110 kids to go through to teach math every single day. 12 and 13 year olds, hormonal 13 year olds, <laughs> you know, like you know, and it's like okay, it's like and squirrels half the time, you know. It's like all right, come on, like, like let's get in here. So I'm tired. Then I was actually coaching baseball too. So in the spring and time, like I was doing that. I just came home and I was wiped out. So I would eat dinner and just kind of veg out well i wasn't putting good stuff in my body i wasn't moving my body but my mentality was also i'm trying to do everything that i think i love and i didn't really know if i actually love doing it or not so think about that if i'm always worried about is this actually what i really want to do with my life how i actually really want to show up think about your energy levels then they're like they're not as high as they could be you're just like all right well i think i'm doing it And that's what it was. I was like, okay. You know, and I just went throughout my day. But now think about this. If I'm driving to work, how much energy am I going to have if I know I'm stepping into that situation? And every day I get to pour into kids going, hey, how can you owe myself, love your story and live with purpose? That's a little bit different now. Think about the transition because it's also about transitioning from one area. So I was at school and I was not transitioning to my home life. I was trying to do like, do this. I was just going from one to the other. But now I take that time to transition and switch my brain to what I need here, the energy that I need here to the energy I need it at home with my kids, with my wife, and all of that. You know, so it's also about transitioning that energy into space to space. But think about this, man. I came home and I was like, all right, I'm just going to be dad. I'm just going to be spouse until I reveal my purpose. Now I'm going, oh, man, like, My wife, I get to help her own herself, love her story, live with purpose and me. Like, I get to do that for my kids. I get to do this. When I know the reason why I'm actually communicating with my kids and my wife and what I'm doing, there's a whole different energy level to it that it doesn't matter what time it is. It doesn't matter if I'm wiped out. It doesn't matter if I'm sick. You know, I may not have the energy. I may be like, I have a head cold and feel like I got. I got man sickness. You know, I don't know if you have that. Yeah. You're like, all oh, your man sick. I'm like, okay, well, I might be man sick, but I still have the energy to be like, hey, what do you need? What are you there for? And give that energy to my kids and give that energy to my wife because there's a different reason why behind it. It's no longer, okay, I'm just dad. It's, no, I'm dad who gets to help my kids own themselves, love their story, live with purpose, and take this journey in their life. That's going to be incredible, and I don't know what it is, but I'm so excited that they get to do it, and I get to be along for the ride. And at the end of the day, if this is my last day and I don't wake up tomorrow, I know I left it all in the field. And that's kind of my that mindset shift. When we do that, man, there's the un- untapped energy you have in your life is mentally 20, 30, 40 times more than what you ever thought you would have. And I'm a hyper guy already, so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Love it. By the way, I know one more resource of energy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Guys, you can follow Clay on social media, on LinkedIn, on other places. By the way, tell our audience uh, which way is better to follow you, to learn more uh, about you. Any social media.
0: Uh, Just type in Purpose Infused Brotherhood and you'll find me. Uh, Our podcast is probably out there that you can uh, make sure uh, that you go listen to. There's going to have all those different episodes and everything like that on there. Uh, So that's a great way to first connect and kind of get some of that information and tools and tactics. Our goal with the Brotherhood is to give men tools that they can utilize in their tool belt to get more time back in their life, increase their energy levels and have great relationships, strong relationship with their spouse and their kids. That's what, we're, that's what we do. So the podcast, Purpose Infused Brotherhood podcast is that place that you can go to for that too. So,
1: Okay, nice. You, uh, guys, you can find the links uh, to this podcast in the description below. You can find links to social media profiles and you can follow and it's better to do it because you can see Claire shares uh, Clay is a good man with his wife, so it's better to follow such a man, you know, to learn more about him. And from him, you can get a lot of valuable insights. Okay, guys. Love you. See you. Thanks
0: for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.